there's only two options, kill or be killed. Hey, dickheads, why are you so fucking late for, man? The fuck? Uh, thanks, bye. Sick and wrong, you're a piece of shit. Sick and wrong, you both can suck my dick. Sick and wrong, DN Lance. D sucks, Lance's dick when he pulls down his pants. It's sick and wrong, sick and wrong, you're a mess. D loves to wear a lady's dress. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. So, Wackerly, what do you think of that awesome new intro? Uh, it's pretty great. It's kind of a dancey number. Yeah, it kind of, it kind of almost had an R and B kind of feel to it. Uh-huh. Uh, it was composed by Swampass. Uh, Swampass says, hey, what's up, Sick and Wrong podcrafters? Here's a song by me, S&W forum member Swampass. It's called... It's sick and wrong. Hope to hear it on one of the next podcasts. Keep it sick, keep it wrong. Oh, and go fuck yourselves. Sincerely intoxicated, swamp ass. It could be. I mean, it's just in time to be the club hit of the summer. Yeah, I, I, I see this um, having viral potential. I think a lot of people probably would want to listen to it either while engaging in intercourse with their, their loved one. Or, or illicit uh, even, uh, club drugs. Yeah, or even like freaking a girl you just met on the dance floor. Yeah, and it's not super long, but usually they can, they'll can they have, like, Moby remix it or something. It doesn't so, take you know, me to it, achieve, a long to achieve climax during a freak, <laughs> like a freaking session. Yeah, but if I'm paying for, you know, a lap dance, I want a little more time. Yeah. With the lap. <laughs> well, with my lap, with an ass in it. With the girl on the uh, on the lap. So, yeah. um, so Wanker, uh, uh, how was, uh, did you just get back from a trip to Hawaii again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, you're, you're going back and forth stale. there. What's the deal with this? I'm going to keep it's going like, back uh, and forth. And so this has nothing to do with the singles cruise. No, no, that was a one-time thing. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you stay? Do they put you up in a nice hotel? Some t- this was the nicest one we've been in because uh, one of the higher-ups in my company went. So, you know, they, they need more luxury than they would afford just myself. Uh, so, yeah, we stayed at some pretty nice places, ate at some pretty good food. It rained a lot this time. So, are you there with your boss? Yeah. So, in, the, in so several several superiors, I'm definitely low man on the totem pole. And no one suggests like, hey, let's go to the bar and go hit a strip club. I don't think they have many strip clubs in Hawaii that I, I heard, saw. I, heard some, places, I don't know where they would be. I heard the place was crawling with prostitutes. Like in Honolulu? Pro- yeah, well, we're not in Honolulu, and I think there are a lot of prostitutes, and I actually think there are a lot of transvestite prostitutes, because uh, <laughs> I saw a documentary about it once. Wow, sounds like heaven for you. No, not really. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I complain, but I still maintain that, you know, you go there, and there's all these women in bikinis walking around the street, so... I gotta admit, it's pretty great. Yeah, I mean, I could just sit outside at a bar and just stare. 
Yeah. You know? The campus, you know, school's out for summer, so there weren't as many hot women walking around the university campus where I spend most of my time. But, you know. You know what you'd need? Can't you'd, win them all. You know what you'd need? Like, either sit outside a coffee shop, sit at outside, like an outside bar, tiki kind of area, and uh, mm-hmm. just get a nice boner shield. And you could sit there all day. What is this boner shield of which you speak? It could be a magazine. It could be a newspaper. Oh. It could be anything. <laughs> An improvised boner shield is what you're talking about. I yeah. thought maybe this was a commercial product I could purchase. You know, actually, Sick and Wrong should make a boner shield. I think I'm going to. This just might be the next product. It's kind of like an apron, right? Sort of. It's just something you could just lay on your lap, and a girl will have no idea that you're at like full mass direction while staring at her shopping. Maybe we could get Anthony. Maybe we could get Anthony Weiner to spot, you know, to be the spokesperson because he could have used a he could have used a boner shield this week. He would have saved his political career if he had a uh, boner shield. <laughs> so speaking of uh, Anthony Weiner, um, you might know me as the former congressperson <laughs> Anthony Weiner. I ruined my career because somebody saw my boner. That's why I endorse sick and wrong boner shields. <laughs> He's got the perfect name for it. You know who I Remember, think Remember, be... this is Anthony Weiner for Boner Shields. You know, if, if Weiner declines our offer, I think Neil Hamburger might be a good, uh, a good person to, to first vote person. Yeah, I don't think Neil Hamburger's boner gets bonafide anymore. <laughs> it's all that drinking and just not hard living, you know. Have you ever had an erection in public? <laughs> Why would you not get a second wrong Boner Shield? I just saw Neil Hamburger the other night, actually, on uh, on Friday at um, in Silver Lake at some club. It was, he, he was great. He was amazing. But what was funny about the show is right next to me the whole time was Jack Black with his girlfriend who's not even that attractive. How did you know it was his girlfriend? Were they making out during the show? Yeah, he was like full on spooning her at the bar and yeah, kissing the back of her neck. And she she's a comedian. And she did probably one of the worst comedic performances I've ever seen. And not, <laughs> really? in, the, and not in the realm of like the ironic comedic, comedic performance like Neil Hamburger. Right. I mean, I think she was serious about it. But what she did is, so she's a puppeteer. And she has really? this duck. I kind of like puppeteers. 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 She has a duck, like marionette style. And she hides in oh, this Mary- like, contraption Oh, I don't thing. like marionettes. <laughs> I uh, do dude, not like marionettes. Not a hand puppet. Not a hand puppet no. at all. Okay. Um, not like your special collection of hand puppets over there on your on your bookshelf, right? Um, but yeah. So anyway, she has this like she has this this duck. It's called Quackers, and she speaks in this really high pitched kind of sort of Maria Bamford style voice of like, mm-hmm. "So I went to my roommate the other day," and she's just sitting there. I mean, I'm talking like twenty minutes of this. Twenty mm-hmm. minutes. Of I kind of I kind of get where she's trying to go from your description. I mean, she's doing the whole. Uh, you know, mid, uh, early, I don't know, like what, 20 to 30 something hipster lifestyle jokery, but a duck is doing it. And a duck, and she's hiding behind this duck quack. I think it almost would have been I can, better. I can see the concept, but you're saying she didn't pu- pull it off very well? I did. It was terrible. You could, I mean, you could hear glasses like being put back down on the table, like, clinking against yeah. the table because it was like just dead silent in there. And so the Don't only... you hate when you go to your weed dealer and he wants you to play video games? Quack, quack. <laughs> exactly. Should I, should I steal her act? Could I do it better than her? You should. Just get, get, get like a frog or something. Yeah. But uh, the only I person am, laughing was Jack Black. No, my name's Noah, ribbit. The only person laughing was Jack Black. And I think it's because he wants to get laid, you know, that night. Yeah. And so he was just laughing uproariously right next to me. The dude looks pregnant. 
I thought, I mean, even though he's a fat guy, he could still get way better ass than this chick. Yeah, but comedians are tortured souls, and I get you could still call him a comedian, right? Yeah, he's a comedian. He's more, more of an actor, but uh, and the, I don't. Where does sell out? It's hard to find a that. woman who wants who's going to put up with your shit. I, I suppose. I mean, I I don't know. Uh, although I got to say one thing though, he did stay through the entire act of Neil Hamburger, which was epic, and he was laughing throughout that as well. And uh, it, I mean, both of us were kind of. I was. He was standing right next to me. I was just like, yeah, this this guy's hilarious. You could learn something from Neil. You totally yeah, could. I wonder if Neil remembers meeting us. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we actually hung out with him. Eh, not, I mean, for what, 15 minutes? Not, not like 15 minutes backstage. Yeah. I doubt it. But uh, he did. He had some a whole, like, it was all new material because I haven't seen him in, like, probably a year. But he had this, like, <laughs> epic, uh, a lot of jokes, a lot of Terry Schiavo jokes thrown in there. Oh, I love the Schiavo joke. It's like uh, comparing Terry Schiavo to uh, Steven Tyler's syphilitic cock. That was great, too. Um, yeah, just some really A-list material from, uh, from Neil Hamburger. So people, if, if he's playing around, definitely go check him out. Yeah. You know, um, Neil Hamburger would be a good person, a good spokesperson for the Sick and Wrong Bono Shield, but you know who would be even better? No. My brother, Jeffrey. <laughs> I feel like he flaunts his boner, but okay. <laughs> you, I'm just you, saying in public. Folks, like, <laughs> folks, you aren't me. You're not allowed to have, wave your boner around <laughs> like I do in my job, but so you should get a boner shield. Sure. <laughs> so speaking of celebrities, we actually have a celebrity guest on the show here, episode 280, um, a fan favorite. It's been a long time since we've had him on, but uh, yeah, Wacker, let's uh, let's say hello to uh, my brother, Joffrey. What's up there, Jeffrey? Hey, Keller. What? Say, hey, Keller. Hello, Lance. Hello, Jeffrey. How Joffrey. Are you? <laughs> Did we you never call you Jeffrey unless we're on the show. Usually it's just Jeff. I know, but I like Jeffrey. Just, I don't know. Everyone calls me Jeffrey. Does it, do people at work call you Jeffrey? Some people do, yes. <laughs> or Joffrey. Nobody calls me Joffrey because I hit them. Isn't it hard to talk around the ball gag? <laughs> is that Sometimes. Still, is that I, have still a, part, I really have a big mouth. Is that still part of the uniform? It is, actually. It's not part of our new uniform because we're the new and improved Edge. Dude, you know, Lance, you haven't been there since uh, since they've redesigned the Edge, but it's a completely different place. Like back, The old office is still there, though. The, but what about the uh, the colon? Like you used to look like was it? Did you always say that it was like supposed to be the inside of a cave, like a subterranean dwelling? But really, it did look like a bunch of caked on shit inside of a man's it's colon. Like a giant turd. Yeah, a huge turd. turd. Yeah, it's totally different that's now. That's what the owner said when they came in and bought the bar. They said, uh, "Is a giant turd negotiable? Does it have to stay?" Or <laughs> and uh, you know that was the first thing they got rid of was they knocked down the giant turd. You can actually see video of it on Facebook, I think. But they, wow. Well, they did. They, they, uh, and then didn't they? Um, yeah, it's all styrofoam too, which is weird. Oh, the whole thing was. I was always wondering. Like, there about was, that. There's actually a rock on the bottom where the bar was area was, but that top part all there was all styrofoam. And the weird thing was, it it blocked off the heat from upstairs. <laughs> so it's, all the years I've been working there, when it was really cold, I mean, as cold as San Francisco gets, we were all fucking sitting there shivering. And and when they took it down, you turned the heat up to like nothing. And it's still too hot in the bar. <laughs> it's because of the big foam. Shit it's a big on the thing. I think it's the owner probably paid a fortune. So there's even more men with their shirts off now. That's what you're saying. Oh yes. <laughs> we, you know what? What I kind of like better about the bar now, though, is before there's like this column that separated like the back area, which you didn't even want to go back there because you didn't know what was going on back there. Something deviant. Yeah. And yeah. now it's like it's all open, so you can see, you know, all the 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 ramp. Does look like a different place. 
And we're not going to get a stripper pole. We're going to get rope. Stripper rope. <laughs> nice. You know, uh, so, it, so it was renovated, but it's, it's not exactly family fair now. No, it's, no. It's not family fair. It's not TGI Fridays, if that's what you Maybe mean. during the day. <laughs> like, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of that Simpsons thing when they, when they went to Moe's. Uh-huh. The doctor Nell's family and the little girl looks up and she goes, Daddy, this place smells like Tinkle. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you talking about your apartment or are you talking about the bar still? I was, I was still in the bar. I was talking about my house. Oh, okay. Do you, guys, do you guys ever get like foreign, you know, straight family of four tourists that are in the Castro just looking to see what it's all about coming to the bar? Does that ever happen? Oh, usually no. No, no, never. They told me we're reading the map backwards. D Simon D D would be always be uh, 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 he'd be sweet enough to always send us uh oh at the manhole the field to the manhole yeah and that's there is to go party and he'd be like oh you know I know this great place over on Halston Street where it's called the manhole's great club man all the pussy you get there <laughs> there'd be no one else in the bar because no one went there till two but all four or five guys would show up and they'd order beers and I was doing inventory or something and. You know, all of a sudden they'd, they'd order their beers and they'd pause and look around while they're drinking their beers and see all the porn playing on the TVs. <laughs> so you, you just, you're like, what the fuck? And then clink, 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 and they all walk out. <laughs> I, I used to send groups of frat boys in Chicago because you'd be walking around Wrigley Field and like these dudes would be like, hey, man, where's all the cool clubs? Because, you know, I look like a cool guy. Yeah. And I'd be like, yeah, there's this great club, dude. Do you like chicks with big, huge titties? Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, if you guys want to get your dick sucked, this bar, perfect. <laughs> well, that's probably true, actually. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, uh, so, guy, um, yeah, I'm gonna have to come back when the bar's finally renovated and check it out. We did next weekend, man. Next weekend, it's all like ready to go. You know what they're doing? They're gonna auction off an iPad too. Wow! Oh. And uh, tickets to concerts, and uh, I guess they're gonna auction off tickets to Britney. Wow! That's Are a, you working next Saturday night, Britney? Are you oh. working next Saturday? Night? I have something to say about Britney, actually. I didn't get a good, I didn't get a good response from there. Did, I, did you hear me say Britney? <laughs> Britney CD. Actually, Jeffrey, I, I had somebody on Facebook. Uh, she was talking to me, and she claimed she doesn't believe you're really gay because you dissed Britney. I what do you say about that? No, you Yeah, but you dissed, said you dissed her. You know, I'd say that if I had the opportunity right now, I would be finger-fucking Britney. <laughs> but didn't okay, you I'd meet her? her to the second night. She's, a, she's a mouseketeer. You can't talk about her like that. Dude, are you kidding? Those musketeers are the sluttiest ones of them all. <laughs> Didn't you meet her, right. though, and dismiss her? I hear musketeers can, can like, deep-throat your balls and all. <laughs> I heard That's you were very dismissive when you met her. When you part met of the initiation her. process. Like, if you want to get in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I thought you totally dismissed her, guy, when you met her. No, I, didn't, I would never dismiss her. Well, okay, well, well did, were you excited you to see her? She's famous and she's rich. But, okay, what happened when you met her? She was in the Castro. And you didn't go and bow and say, Queen Brittany, I am at your service. I got on my knees knees and, you know, I I tongue her labia. No, what the fuck? No. (laughs) I thought you didn't take your... She asked you, what I heard is she asked you if you liked the show. And what did you say? What? Did she ask you if you liked the show that she put on, the free show in the Castro? And what did you tell her? I asked her how her show I said, how's your show go? She goes, very good. But you didn't go, though, right? No, because, dude, the show sold out within three minutes. <laughs> yeah, right. Guy, if, no, seriously. If Britney Spears was walking in the Castro and there was a big puddle of cum on the ground, would you take your leather vest off and put it over the puddle so she wouldn't have to get her shoes dirty? Dude, I wouldn't have to take my vest off. I'd lap it up. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that maybe he does really like Britney. 
Okay. Well, that that proves <laughs> the uh, person's message can be wrong. <laughs> I'd laugh it up for anyone who's come, guy. So, guy, um, I want to explain to everybody that you don't come on this show, you know, just out of your love for both me and Wackerly. We have to bribe oh, no. you to come on as a guest. Uh, Jeffrey, the only reason Jeffrey would come on the show is so uh, I, if I just send him a uh, sick and wrong T-shirt. No, John Wayne Gacy's T-shirt. Yeah, from the cafe. I had I don't to order know, I don't have already. I don't even know why I didn't know there was one. I had Asshole. to order a cafe press shirt and out of my own money to pay Jeffrey to come on the show. Yeah. Well, have you heard? Have you heard we're making a Sam Kinison shirt? Oh, are you really? Oh, he's gonna love gonna, that. <laughs> I can see it on the internet. It's a combo. Listen to this, Jeff. It has, uh, it, you know, that last scene in Star Wars where they're all the ghosts of the Jedi's are standing up there in Return of the yeah. Jedi. Well, yeah. it's gonna be that. that but it, it's gonna be Rodney Dangerfield, Sam Kinison, and Spuds McKenzie. Eh? Eh? Oh, yeah. oh, I like that. <laughs> we'll get you one of those too. I'll throw in for that one. <laughs> I do like that. Was Spud McKenzie a gay icon too? Teeth, Lance. Was was uh, Spud McKenzie a gay icon too? I, I don't know. He's Did a transvestite. Spud, stop, really man. A woman. It's yeah, really. A woman. I just wondered if he was popular in gay and straight bars alike. I don't know. I don't, you don't know. No, I don't think he was. You're our you're a resident expert on bars and gay. Dude, I'm a little young for Spud McKenzie guy in bars. I, like I was not. Bars. <laughs> yeah. I was really hanging out then. I thought you were 48. This interview's over. Come on. <laughs> so anyway, I bribed you with a t-shirt to get you to come on. But the ma- one of the main reasons I want you to come on is because I want to talk about your trip to Chicago. It's so rare that you ever leave San Francisco. I mean, the only two places you ever really go is your apartment and the bar. And so the fact that you went all the way to Chicago for the International Mr. Leather Competition is a pretty big deal. Yeah. So how yeah. was it? What happened? It was, uh, I, you know, drank my fellow cum and uh, saw lots of, <laughs> saw lots of buttless, you know, chap, buttless chaps in the luxury hotel in San Francisco. And yeah, it was okay. fun. Well, it was in Chicago, right? It was, yeah. I'm sorry. Chicago, I meant. Chicago. Yeah, so, no, it was nice. It's, it's like the only time of the year that you can go to the higher Regency and get your cock sucked when you get ice. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think did you, the, did you visit the old manhole? I think there was someone waiting in the hall there to suck your cock on the way to the ice machine that you could just call the concierge and have a cocksucker sent up. Oh, wow. They're, they're very accommodating. And that's free of charge. Yeah, no, it's nice. So people who aren't in the know, the International Mr. Leather is an international conference and contest of Leathermen held annually in uh, May since uh, 1979 in Chicago. 33 and, years. 33 years. Wow. And they do, they do three they, – they're judged on these three things. Leather image – which is up to 40 points, presentation skills. Each contestant must give a short speech and physical appearance. Well, what are the speeches like? That's for big, fat, hairy guys. <laughs> Isn't there a talent competition? Like I said, it's beauty. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like Miss America for fat, hairy guys. For, for bears. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, they're not necessarily all bears. Some of them are like muscle, muscle guys. So what do you win if you win the competition? The the glory, the fame and glory of uh, being Mr. Leather. <laughs> Do you have to spend the year going around to children's hospitals yeah. and stuff like that? Making money, yeah. Well, they, make, they raise a lot of money, yeah. Do you visit the troops in Iraq? <laughs> Do a little show for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen Mr. Slave on... Uh... <laughs> so yeah, what I've are the, seen Mr. Slave. What are the, uh, the speeches like? What do people do? They're pretty asinine. 
Oh, okay, so it's a joke. It's not like they're not seriously going. No, up no, there. they're serious. No, they're serious, but they're pretty funny. <laughs> I got. I'd love to see this uh, videotaped. So this is kind of like a convention, like you know how like insurance it's executives. A fetish convention. It's a Leatherman convention. It's a fetish convention. So okay, so are there like yeah? I guess I guess it's part of the the fetish scene. Dude, there, you know you see this shit there that you don't. It's like Folsom Street. It's the Folsom Street that goes on for a day here in San Francisco. So it's like taking Folsom Street and having it for four days in a luxury hotel in downtown Chicago. Jesus. How do they, like, yeah. decontaminate that hotel? I don't know. <laughs> I just picture do they, do they warn? Do they warn yeah, casual hotel guests? I don't know if you ever went to the Hyatt Regency, but I mean, like, the bar is on the second floor. And at any time, day or night, it is just packed with at least three to 500 people. Wow. All and, and not wearing they, shirts. They had a DJ playing, like, techno music 24-7. Jesus, I would not order a mudslide there. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, Lance had a good point though. What was your question? Uh, do they warn? Like, if a casual uh, yeah. traveler yeah, wants to book that weekend, do the, do, does the hotel warn them? Do they say, "Well, yeah. you know, it's International Mister Leather this weekend. You yeah, might want to find other accommodations." They put a big fucking black curtain up there in the front of the window. <laughs> the, you know, the front window, and they put a sign saying that the closed for a private uh, event. Oh. Oh, so you so can't even get in there if you're not part of the thing. Well, you can, I guess, because nobody stops you from going in, but I don't see why you'd want to. Could you imagine as a young child, you'd be scarred for life? <laughs> like if you or, got or lost? We, yeah. <laughs> but do you ever see that at Folsom Street when there would be like, you know, really open-minded parents that bring their kids, their children? Yeah, you know what? They've been talking about that on, on uh, Dan Savage, his love cast. What like, did he say? Ago, or a couple months ago, I think I was listening to it, you know, listened to it, and they said, uh, Please, please, please don't bring your kids to this thing. They said, bring Ever. your kids to get inside. And they were saying not to bring their kids to Burning Man or Folsom Street Fair or shit like that. There's, there should be kids-free zones. I totally agree. Is it- said, even if parents are understanding and everything, they said, you know, other people don't want to have to deal with walking around for their kids. Like, a, you know, butt plug in your ass with a dog tail <laughs> sticking out of it. And, <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, it's not the Mickey Mouse castle, you know? Jesus. <laughs> well, not for them. It's a, bunch of, it's a bunch of guys bumming each other in a porta potty. You don't want your kid to see that. How do you feel about adult babies? I don't. <laughs> Have you ever been with a guy that was into that? Look at them and I don't change diapers. <laughs> I make them sit in their own shit and stew. Have you ever been asked, like, what, you know, will you, will you be my babysitter? And you're just like, no. No. I've never asked. <laughs> You've never had to deal <laughs> with that. Just say no. <laughs> Have you ever had one come into the bar like, in, a, in a diaper? Yes, like put it in a like a you know, put a little cage and finger fuck it and then just leave it there and starve. <laughs> Have you ever had an adult baby? So not a real baby, huh? Have you ever had one that come, come into the bar wearing a diaper and a bonnet? No, with but a I big rattle. I am not a lot of people, but some people wearing diapers. A rattle covered in poo. <laughs> I have one of those. So, guy, so guy, you mentioned that uh, the, it's about to be. It, was it just game. rattles because the batteries are loose. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have no, I have two that right now are currently covered in poo, and one that's about to be by the end of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Please refrain from that type of activity. You get distracted from the interview. Say what? Please refrain from that type of activity during the interview. We don't want you getting distracted. Hold on, let me take the rattle out. <laughs> I'm surprised he's not playing video games right now. It probably is. <laughs> so, guy, you told me that uh, there was also the Gay VN Awards, the Gay Porn Awards. Yeah, I went to those. So, what, what are the categories for that? 
like best bottom, best fucking scene, best group scene, whatever. You know, all the same porn boards they have. Or best else. cum shot. Best cum shot, yeah. So did you disagree with any of the selections, like vehemently, like stand up and be like, this is bullshit. That's not the best cum shot. I did. I, you know what? I should have told. I should have won the one for best cum shot, and I, I screamed. I was like, "Look at this!" And I stood up and jerked off on the table. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a protest. Uh, it was very strange because everybody kind of just shut up and watched me, and then as soon as I came, they all just turned back to the stage and went on with the show. No one applauded. Nobody cared. Wow. <laughs> there were other people doing it there on the tables as well. I mean, you know. <laughs> so Wacker, you know what's funny? Jeffrey called me up, uh, I don't know, or last time I talked to you a couple weeks ago or whatever. You were nervous because didn't you get a letter because you download too much porn? I didn't. Oh, your friend did. Yeah, my friend did. I wasn't worried about it. You're the one who was worried about it. Well, no, I'm okay. I download, <laughs> you know, I've downloaded, you know, no, allegedly movies and stuff like Jeff downloads porn. Who do you know? Lance, do you know anyone that downloads porn? No, not anymore. I mean, it's all gigs. streaming now. I've got so much porn at my fingertips. What? Why wouldn't you? Do you, do you download the the entire film and watch it? You know, beginning I'm to watching end. Watching it right now, different screens. Yeah, but do you watch a whole film, like a whole movie? I just keep it playing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't get it, though. I mean, it's streaming. You can go to streaming sites and see it for free. Why do you need to download it? Because I, dude, I just have it on my fucking hard drive. So how many? Okay, how big is your hard drive? And I don't mean that in a sexual way. I don't have that much. It's not, I don't have that much porn. I have like, like five, six hundred gigs of porn. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like you guys don't. I don't. But you know what's it. funny? It's it's sign of the times. Like before, it would be a porn chest. You know, you'd have your treasure chest yeah. of porn hidden in your house, and Jeff's Jeff case just sitting right on the coffee table. But now it's like you have it all on your hard drive. I think you're a porn hoarder. Like, no, you really watch it all. You probably watch like two or three that you really like. You just should get rid of all that other shit. I watch them all. <laughs> <laughs> They're a constant loop playing on my computer all all times. So that's is like all, you... is it all of a certain type that you enjoy most, or is it everything? Yeah, is it like black on white? There's fist fucking, pissing, twinks, daddies. Doesn't matter. I watch it all. <laughs> Well, it's good. I guess it's good to have it. Do you are you in like a do you swap porn with your friends? Like on hard drives? Like here's it's your birthday, here's Dude, a gift. You know, when gift. people come over here, I have like a, I, I'm like I tell people when they come over just to bring a zip drive so I can give them some porn to take with them. Do you have like a menu that you Dude, people I give can give you porn every time you come over? <laughs> yeah. That Jeff gave me a copy a DVD of Bear Holes. This is actually kind of funny. He gave me a DVD. <laughs> a of, he gave me a DVD of Bear Holes and uh I left it at Stephanie's house because I was mm-hmm. staying there and I hid it in their DVD collection. Well, Stephanie, that little conniving bitch, found it, and then when she was here, she like slipped it into Heather's drawer, and so Heather found it the other day, and she's like, what the fuck is this? And she opened it, so it looked like as if I was hiding porn in my own house. Bear porn. (laughs) Bear porn, called bear holes. I'm like, it's not mine. This is so, I was like, this is totally Next time I come to your house, I'm going to start talking to you about bear guys all the time. I'm just going to mention bear guys. When Heather comes in the room, I'm going to be like, you know, I don't even know if she fully believed my explanation. I was like, oh, this is all a joke. My sister hid it in the house and ha ha. And Heather's like, okay. All right. Yeah. And she's, she's wondering that. She's like, okay. Now she, she thinks I'm with the big, yeah. fat, hairy dudes. I did. I can see that. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to completely push that agenda. <laughs> I'm there. All right. Well, Guy, um, I think they should have had you to be a judge for the, uh, the, 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 the gay VNs. Because, I mean, you're a connoisseur. Yeah, I stand in, I, I, you know what? They, they should have had me. 
I think so yeah, too. I mean, if I didn't recognize a lot of the porn stars that were there, I recognized some of them. Oh yeah, I recognized some of them. <laughs> <laughs> did you take any? Did you get any pictures or autographs or anything? Of you standing with a gay porn stars? I, had, I asked them to sign my dick, but nobody would. <laughs> Jeff Stryker there. Sign balls. <laughs> All right, guy. Well, um, I all letters on my on my balls. God, it was so nice to meet you, and I hope you enjoy your stay in Chicago. And thank you for coming to the to the uh, Grabby Awards, and hope to see you next year. Love. And wow. then I signed it on That's my a, balls. Just one ball. Yeah, well, I mean, I had three or four people do it on my balls, so. <laughs> That's just one of the letters that they left. I haven't watched them yet. Well, I, guess, I, I think that's part of the convenience of wearing crotchless pants. They're starting to itch right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's convenient. You know, it's not pants. Though. This might be a Chicago thing, but we're sitting there watching. And when they were showing a scene or a montage from a movie, they uh, couldn't show dick or cum. What? They couldn't show any actual penetration pornography. Now, this is an outrage. At the Porn Awards. Yeah, I'm surprised. Why not? Why not? They couldn't show penetration. I mean, everybody who's there knows what they're going there for. <laughs> and, and they're showing open holes and behind the ball shots and everything else. No, no, they didn't show any of that. They didn't show any open holes. I mean, they they had to fizz, you know uh, fuzz it out. You know, you know, you know. What's interesting? I was looking at the uh, Wikipedia page, and they say here that there's an award for the non best non sexual scene. <laughs> yeah, they have that. They have that there. Okay, what what's the nods? What what is that? What does that person do? Like the you know, mailman? You know what they actually had? They had the one that won the movie that won the most movie, the one awards the most awards. I don't remember what it was, but it was about uh, something about Sarah Palin. <laughs> Some kind of joke about Sarah Palin. It was like the whole movie was a big joke about Sarah Palin. I guess I haven't seen the movie. I didn't. You know, I, I got was to actually a, just look for it and download it. Was it a guy dressed up like Sarah Palin? I think I had a drag queen that was pretending to be Sarah Palin, but it actually looked a lot like her. Yeah, that's hilarious. She kind of does show, look like I mean, a dude. It, you know, the clips that they showed from the movie were actually pretty funny. She had like two like five-second clips or ten-second clips, but it was pretty funny. <laughs> it's just all the dabs that they made at Sarah Palin. I mean, but the jokes were pretty funny. Oh, and I guess, I guess it, it actually it's winning awards there. It's winning awards outside of the porn circuit as well. They, they just take out the sex scenes. They've put, been putting in the acting scenes. But I guess, I guess the guy that they had to do it, who was at the awards, was pretty funny. I mean, he got up and did a whole presentation of, about it. Did you ever see the Larry Flint movie, Bangin' Palin? No, that that was good. I, I have not either. The acting was great in that, actually. You haven't seen that yet, Michael? No. Did you see uh, Anthony Weiner's Weiner though? <laughs> no, enough about me. Let's talk about your singles cruise, Wackerly. Did you see Anthony Weiner's Weiner that he tweeted? What'd you think of that? I don't know who Anthony Weiner is. Oh my god, it's that congressman! But it's not proven. Much singles cruise? Did you get laid? Uh, it wasn't a singles cruise, and no. Whatever. <laughs> you know what? I want to be your roommate on your next singles cruise. <clears throat> All right, I could always use a wingman. Right on. All right, do you hear that? Do you hear that, Dave? Are you guys going to share a room? Of course, we're going to share a room. Well, well we got to have a hanky coat on the doorknob then. No <laughs> secrets. No secrets we're between gonna have, sailors. We're going to have various. We're going to have various hanky codes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot to ask you, guy at the at the IML. Did you keep your brown hanky like firmly in the back pocket? You know, just so you know, brown hanky does not mean scat. What does it mean? <laughs> I'm not even Chocolate? sure what brown hanky means, but I think black is scat. Oh, so you had to have a black... Did you see any black hankies? All I know is, dude, I was wearing a black t-shirt sticking out of my back pocket, and people were shitting all over me. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know what was going on, and then someone's like, well, you're wearing a black, a black hanky. I was like, oh, okay, well, then yeah, I guess you're right. Once now again, I want to know what the brown one means. There were so many mustaches at this thing. Wow. Shit-covered mustaches. <laughs> it was great. Aren't they called womb brooms? 
All right, so guy, I know, I know you got to work. I'll leave you with this. I'll leave you with this because I got to go. Okay. I know. I, well, what? I I know you got. I know you have to work, but I was wondering if you could do one. Is that gay question? Okay. All right. Before you go, let me play the theme music real quick, and then, uh, and then, yeah, you'll get one. One is that gay question because we have a few of these, and we haven't we haven't done is that gay in a while. So here's the I don't want to sound like a queer or nothing, but I think unicorns are kick-ass. Is that gay? I just watched my brother jerk off. Is that gay? I'm at the urinal and this guy's looking over the wall. Is that gay? I don't want to sound like a queer or nothing, but I think you've got a really nice ass. So there's the uh, theme song. What do you think? That's a pretty good theme song. I like it. Yeah, some dude did it. So uh, this guy called up, and uh, I think it's a great question for you. Um, and yeah, we haven't played it for a while, so here it goes. I don't even know. It's like there's a, it's a musical intro to it. I'm going to fast forward through the intro. So, yeah, I'll call you guys again. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> there's a question after this intro. You know what? Let me answer the question right now. Yes, this intro is very gay. <laughs> you guys working on trying to play crazy train but that whole you know after beginning bit starts to sound terrible it's terrible so yeah yeah i'll call you guys again oh yeah i forgot to ask um what was it? uh you guys know the difference between a shower and a grower you know a shower is a guy with like a big dick normally and then it like stays the same when it gets hard and then like a grower is a dude with like a tiny dick that gets big and hard after uh after a bit yeah i was wondering what do you guys think is like I don't know, better? So, uh, yeah, just answer that. And if Sleazy's on, again, I don't want to fucking hear his answer. Sorry, Sleazy, but your British ass doesn't know. Cut dog dick. Yeah, so, yeah, see you guys. Bye. Short answer, dude, that guy's gay. <laughs> I definitely okay. think that guy's gay because he's wondering this. Too concerned about cocks. He's gay. Well, what, okay, what do you think about that? Is it, uh, what's, what's... He's gay. Well, what's better, a shower or a grower? I don't know why we're even discussing it, because that's gay, too. <laughs> it is. You're, you're the resident cock enthusiast. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a shit. I, you know, growers, showers, I don't care. I'll, I'll do them all. But do you, I mean, do, if you, in the course of, I guess, a, a, a given day, do you meet a lot of just, like, growers that you're just like, wow, that's yeah. the smallest dick I've ever seen, and all of a sudden you're completely shocked? Dude, there's t- there's some that are so small when they start out, and then I gotta move to make room. <laughs> <laughs> what about black guys? Is it true that black guys have just? I mean, are black guys all showers? No, not necessarily. Okay, what about Asians? I feel bad for the ones that aren't. <laughs> I mean, is it like? I mean, what is it? Are you betraying your race if uh, if you have if you're a black guy with a small cock? Like I'm cheering a race, but I mean, you know, can you, can you imagine being like the only black guy in the room with a bunch of white guys and they're all pulling out your dicks and he's got a little, you know, Asian dick? <laughs> <laughs> That's Is, all right. Well, let me. <laughs> what race has the biggest balls? Um, in your experience, Eastern Europeans? 
The Polish. The Polish are there. <laughs> the Irish are all potatoes. <laughs> Potato balls. Well, potatoes. we have some Irish listeners that'll be happy to hear that. Are you work? Are you working next Saturday? I am. You gonna come in? I might. I'm gonna be in the city anyways. I want to see the but renovation. It's not and, is that the anniversary party? Oh, oh Saturday's the anniversary party. Well, I don't Sunday. want to get involved in some anniversary party. Well, I'm already three, gonna be there Saturday. Three to six, I think it is. From three to six, it's gonna be open bar. Wow. Another auction for the iPad too. That'd be great. Start working at three. More importantly, Britney tickets. <laughs> but you know what though? Is the place more busy at three o'clock, or is it busier? At, Did you like, hear what I said? <laughs> more Britney tickets. Britney tickets. I thought Britney was oh, so like. Is nice. this thing working? I thought Britney was so 1999. Don't you guys love Lady Gaga now? Yeah. Are you guys dissing Britney? What, what about what's Keisha? Up? Don't, you, don't you love Lady Gaga? You know what, dude? I'm about to put this phone down on the table, drop my pants, and take a shit on it. <laughs> <laughs> Just to show you guys what I think of you. Shitney. <laughs> Britney well, is shitney. I'm going to take a shit right in your ear. Well, guy, thanks for being on the show, and you're going to get your shirt probably Monday or Tuesday. If I don't get my shirt by Monday or Tuesday, then I'm taking back this interview. You know what, though? You better take some pictures of you wearing the Gacy shirt and put it on your Facebook. Because, Can I uh, tell you something, dude? I was, I was willing to do – I told I, Lance – I told, I told, told D, D that I was willing to do the interview wearing nothing but the shirt. <laughs> All I'm saying yeah. is I want to see a profile pic of you wearing the sick and wrong shirt because now I see one – Do you feel that's necessary? Do you feel that's necessary, Michael? Yeah, I, I feel it's necessary. I think everybody should feel feels it's necessary except for D. You've, you know what, dude? You've you've uh, you've censored me. Well, thank God I don't ha- can't don't have video here on this call because I would not want to see that. I've been censored. <laughs> I, w- I would not want to see that. You've impressed me, guy, and I'm going. <laughs> All, All right, right so, dude. Well, have fun working. Have fun working tonight, and uh, hopefully next time I'm in the city, I get to see the brand new renovated Edge. And good luck. Are you allowed to win those Britney tickets? No. Uh, no friends and family either. <laughs> no, well, friends and family can. That's okay. a pity. It's a real pity. Yeah. All but right, guys. You know, the whole thing is, is I put out, and uh, I'm sure someone will take me. Okay. <laughs> well, just don't diss Britney this time. I've never dissed Britney ever, <laughs> ever. All right, you're back in the official list. Yeah, you're right, gay. Guys. You're definitely gay again. I was worried oh, that you might be straight. By the way, this podcast. Yay. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All, right, later. All right. Well, it's always fun to have uh, Joffrey on the show here. Yeah, of course. I know. He, he, was, was, he, was, extre- he was in extremely good mood today. Yeah, no, this is the most is talkative he's been on the show in uh, years, I'd say. I think the key is to call him when he's in the comfort of his own environment. I th- I, exactly. When he's when he's transplanted like this place in a in a separate studio, he's not he's not happy. He's like a caged animal he's, at that he's point. He's not content. Yeah. But you know what's interesting is I always thought Jeffrey I mean Jeffrey's kind of a nocturnal creature. So I'm surprised that he's like so spry and and uh, awake at one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, I feel like Jeffrey's going through some cha- life changes, maybe for the better. It's kinda of like that uh that, that Black Sabbath song changes. He's like, really yeah. growing up. He he really is. He's come a long way, you know. But uh, yeah, no, seriously, the 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 bar is completely different. And one thing I like about it now, it's a little more like lit up. Like there's a little more light in there. So if someone's coming up behind you to to goose you, which happens uh, quite often, you don't right. you no longer have to like stand you know with your ass against the wall to prevent <laughs> that. You can now see them coming and and jump out of their way. Like that's what I, made 
Uh, whenever I that. stand with my ass against the wall there, I mean, I, I see what you're saying. It's it's a defensive maneuver, but then I always feel like I might be in like an Edgar Allan Poe novel and the wall is going to open up <laughs> <laughs> and I'll fall into the, a den of even worse, you know, Well, you debauchery. have to protect against the taint slap. That's like one of the, the gay maneuvers. And once you get once you get taint slapped, you pretty much have to submit to butt sex. Hmm. Huh. I'll remember it, that. Yeah, it's the way it works. Just just protect your taint there, Wackerly. All right. So, um, Wacker, uh, this is episode two eighty here of uh, Sick and Wrong. You know, we have a, a I have a glaring mea culpa to make from uh, last week's show. Really? So yeah, we were talking about Oprah Winfrey and uh, Oprah Winfrey's uh, paramour, longtime paramour, oh, and yes. I said his name was Ralph Steadman. And you yeah, didn't and I went with it. it. Yeah, you <laughs> didn't even catch it. it. It's not Ralph Steadman. It's not Ralph Steadman by a million degrees. It's Steadman Graham. And right. uh, thank you, uh, Year Zero, for pointing this out on the uh, forum because I you know, completely forgot about it. But um, Ralph Steadman is the British cartoonist and caricaturist who's, who's best known for his work with Hunter S. Thompson. Like, he illustrated uh, Fear and Loathing. Right. Not at all related to Oprah in any way. Although that would be an interesting matchup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be kind of funny. It would so, be like the most gonzo thing you could do would be to just marry Oprah just for the fuck of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder what Hunter would have said. He'd been like, dude, you just... I was like, go for it. Yeah, get that bitch's it. money. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry, people. I was completely wrong. So there's my mea culpa. It's Stedman Graham, not Ralph Stedman. So yeah, this is episode 280 here, Sick and Wrong. Quick recap of last week's uh, stories here. We did three stories. Uh, number one was the inflatable Kiwi trucker. And number two was the special ops molester. And the number three was the you light up my suicide. Um, it's the you light up my life guy who uh, just committed suicide. Uh, the first story, Kiwi trucker, won by a long shot. So congratulations, listener one. You won uh, episode 279. Nice job. People, you know the way Sick and Wrong works. Wacken and I present the most disturbing news items of the week here on the show. Audience votes, and winner gets a Sick and Wrong care package. You can send stories to Sick and Wrong Podcast at Hotmail.com. Submit them via Facebook or through the Sick and Wrong forum. You know, we got a number of good stories here uh, for this week's show. But before we get to that, uh, here's a word from our sponsor, Audible.com. Uh, Wacker, are you familiar with the, the book, The Joke's Over? No. It's a, it's a book. Actually, I have it, and I think... That's why I confused the name Stedman Grant and Ralph Stedman because I had been rearranging my bookshelf and I forgot that I had that book. So I just recently started reading it. It's, uh, it's a book that... Can I, can I interject? Rearranging your bookshelf sounds very gay. Well, I had, I had books all in boxes all, on the floor and stuff like that. And so I never okay. actually put my books... That's not really books rearranging. Away. You're placing your books upon a shelf. I'm placing my books on a shelf and, and, and yeah. Still some space a little bit there. interior decorate it is, yeah. I mean, it's okay. You know, it, I, I did position it like in a feng shui area, <laughs> you know. Uh, anyway, the joke's over is a book chronicling the odd and dangerous times that Stedman met and worked with Hunter S. Thompson. And there's some illustrations by Stedman and uh, photos by Ralph and Thompson. However, the reason I'm mentioning it is because you shouldn't read this book. It's stories. You know, it's mm -hmm. just a bunch of stories that Stedman's telling. Wouldn't you want him to read the stories in your ears? As of if course. you're like in a room with him and he's telling you the stories. With his mouth right up to my ear. That would be great. As if he's just whispering right into your ear canal. I want to <laughs> smell his hot, disgusting coffee breath. <laughs> <laughs> I just want like pieces of bangers and mash just shooting into my eardrum you know, while he's speaking. 
Right. And, and that would happen if you go to audible.com and order the book, uh, for an, an audible book uh, called The Joke's Over. Because why read the book when you get to miss out on that experience? Have you confirmed that they have this book, or are we going to get a bunch of angry mail now? This is purely conjecture. Okay. I, I have no idea if they have the book, but I think it would be great if they did. So for, for dramatic purposes, we're going to assume that they do have the book. Well, they have tens of thousands of titles. Actually, they have over 75,000 titles to choose from. Every genre. So I think I bet you the odds are they probably do have this book. Probably. Maybe not. So people go to audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. Uh, get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial today. So audiblepodcast.com slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. Well, as I mentioned before, we do have a number of good articles here. So I say we kick off episode 280 with the first listener submission. So the first listener submission that was sent in here for episode 280 came in from Sarah via Facebook. And uh, hell of a story here, Sarah. 11 years for brutal hammer attack. The story occurred in the magical land of Oz. Um, the upside down world. Yes. A Monica Robbins sat in a wheelchair in Geelong's county court yesterday as a judge sentenced her husband to 11 years jail for the brutal hammer attack that not only left her crippled, but also blind in one eye. That um, uh, sounds pretty brutal. She sat and listened at, as the courtroom heard harrowing details of the night. Ian Harvey Robinson bludgeoned her in front of their teenage daughter. Outside the court, Robinson said the jail term was not long enough at all. I'm supposed to be dead. He's taken away my life and destroyed the lives of my kids. She's not very understanding to her husband's needs. I know. God. It's all, kind of it's, a harpy. That's a, it's totally. It's all of, that's, that's the thing with women. It's all about them. You know, she's she's rolling around with one eye. <laughs> it only took half of her life. You know, I mean, she'll get over it eventually. She'll get used to it. Anyway, it, but if you think about it, though, in this in this country, if uh, you you know attack someone with a hammer, would you be charged with like a second degree murder or attempted well, murder at least? Attempted murder. But yeah, I would think so. Longer it's than a deadly weapon, years, probably. Deadly weapon. Yeah, assault with a deadly weapon. So Mrs. Robbins uh, was age thirty at the time. Uh, she was at home April 5th last year talking to her mother on the phone about plans for the Easter weekend. She was frustrated with her husband because he had refused to take the family into town and earlier refused to help clean the laundry. So this is clean something I think uh, a lot of women don't understand, a lot of housewives here. Holidays are extremely stressful periods for men. Right. You know? It's yeah. A, you got to buy stuff, gifts. It's a stressful time. You got to buy sometimes. some large amount of meats. And, for the uh, dinner. Think about it. He probably had to buy like uh, chocolate rabbits and Easter eggs, hide them around the yard. It's like, okay, you could do all that, and then what? Oh, now I got to do laundry too, and I got to go hang out with your mother, my mother-in-law. Is cleaning the laundry the same as doing the laundry, or is it cleaning the laundry room? Because I hate doing laundry, but cleaning the laundry room sounds ten times worse. Yeah, no, definitely. I just, Nobody I, wants to do that. I just feel like women should have a little more empathy because women always love holidays. They they love the the whole. Michigan's of all the holidays and the excitement and everything. Men, we dread it. Don't you dread it? Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and then the, what I thought you were going to say, the, the flip side of that is 
you've got to you're working all the time to to pay for all this crap to make the holiday a special time for your family. And once the holiday comes and you have the day off of work, you just want to be there with drinking a Fosters. Yeah, you don't watch, want somebody fucking making you do shit, messing stuff up, watching football on TV. Right. You know. Um, so Robbins, I guess the husband here, 41 at the time, suddenly began breathing heavily. He had had enough. Stood up from his chair, grabbed a metal claw hammer with two hands from the top of the freezer. It's like total Thor style. Mm-hmm. He walked behind his wife and, without warning, swung the hammer from above his right shoulder and struck her to the back of the head three times. That now, seems a little extreme. It does, but it also seems like wish fulfillment for many men. Yeah, probably. Uh, the first blow left her slumped in the chair, and then after the second hit, the hammer became lodged in her skull. He oh, then, that's too far. Yeah, this is just going too far. This that's, a, just, that's, a, that's a bad hit. Yeah, this... This wasn't just like a little tap, like, you know, I'm going to, you know, learn you here with this tap. You know, yeah, you're it wasn't, listen to it what wasn't a, a, a tutelage, <laughs> tutorial cuff. No, this is, this is more of like a bludgeon. He then mm-hmm. pulled it out and struck her once more. He then turned to his wife's terrified 14-year-old daughter and said, I'm sorry that it ended this way. And he dropped the hammer <laughs> and took off. You know, there's Later. no way to, to really say that softly when you bludgeon... No. Um, a woman's mother to death, a girl's mother to death, right in front of her eyes. I think um, it probably would have been better if he had just put on that, you know, that Rocky Erickson song, Bloody Hammer. Yeah. And just, you know, he did it. He goes over and uh, put, gets her iPod and puts the song on there and then puts iPod the player. headphones on her. Yeah, the iPod player and just listen to this song. You'll understand what happened and then leave. Mm-hmm. But he didn't do that. He just took off. Uh, the victim's mother was still on the phone when the attack happened and heard screaming before the phone cut out. The couple's three younger children, all under 10, were in bed at the time. The hysterical daughter called her grandmother back and said, Granny, you've got to get here and get help. Dad's hit mom in the head with a hammer three or four times and she's bleeding. I think she might be dead. That was a pretty bad Australian accent. <laughs> Whatever. I think, okay. it, I think it worked. I think, but didn't it set the... Did, I mean, did you feel like you were there? I feel like I'm in a foreign country yeah. uh, <laughs> watching some girl call her grandma after her mom got hit in the head with a hammer. All right, can I just much. asking for a little suspension of disbelief, okay? Okay, all right. All right. Let's just uh, play along here. <laughs> I look like an Australian 14-year-old, yeah. terrified, calling my granny. Well, even... no, the, a- the acting, the visual portion, we don't do a vidcast, but for my sake, was, was spot on. Let me take off the wig, actually, and go back yeah. to being normal D. Simon here. Uh, meanwhile, Robbins fetched a, a rifle ammunition, drove to a secluded location where he contemplated suicide into the early hours of the morning. And then he eventually did not commit suicide and uh, just handed himself into the, uh, the police station the next day. That's a good part of everybody's life when you contemplate suicide and then for m- many hours and then you're just like, nah. Mm. <laughs> this guy, <laughs> I mean, really, I think, I think it would have been better off if he just snuffed it because, mm. God, I mean, he's going to have custody issues when he gets out in 11 years. He will have custody issues. Yeah, he's never going to be able to mend those ties. These family ties are broken. Family ties. Well, Michael Gross would never do this. No, never. Although it would have made for a better show. Uh, the wife said that um, uh, the wife lost her sight in her uh, right eye, cannot use her left hand to grasp objects feels weak down her body's left side, and can only stand and walk slowly for short periods. As she said, the attack had left her humiliated and robbed her of her freedom and privacy. In a separate statement, her traumatized daughter said, Every time I close my eyes, I can hear the sound of the hammer hitting Mum's head. 
What, what, what kind of sound do you think that would make? I, I, I find it similar to uh, the sound Gallagher's mallet makes as it smashes through a watermelon. Uh, that's, a good, that's a good guess right there. I mean, just kind of, you know, a squishy kind of sound, but just also like a nice forceful hammer hitting kind of noise. Uh, Robbins was I, I think maybe like when you pu- punch a funnel in a watermelon because you're going to fill it up with vodka, kind of that sound. Because it's not really smashing apart. It's just it's making a little hole. Yeah, but I mean, he lo- he must have been kind of a. I mean, he launched that hammer in there and had to pull it back out. Yeah. So it's still a little hole. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm actually kind of surprised that uh, she survived. I am um, too. Robbins was sentenced to just 11 years jail uh, with a minimum of eight years and six months. So this he has already served 417 days. So mm-hmm. on the sick and wrong star scale, you know, it, hammer attacks, wife bludgeon bludgeonings have, are uh, kind of. Commonplace here on uh, Sick and Wrong. I think we've done many stories like this before. The fact that it happened right in front of the terrified 14-year-old while she was on, pho- on the phone with her mother, with Granny. Got that oh, horror. the kid was... I thought the mom was on the phone. No, the mom Granny. was on the phone while she got attacked. And then the right. kid was just standing there. And uh, you know, the dad just told her, sorry to head down yeah. this way. I'm going to give this five <laughs> stars. Easter, no less. I give it five stars. I mean, hammer attack... It's not, it's, not a good, it's not a good thing to do on Easter. Uh, I, have, I have some more. Um, I have some more uh, spousal abuse if you want to hear it. Great. This is uh, listener submission number two. Yes. Here we go. Well, this is Clinton Township, Michigan. Nothing good ever happens in Clinton Township. I don't know if you ever noticed that. Uh, Rasan Levante Thedford, who lives in Clinton name. Township. Yeah. He's uh, 32 years old. He's separated from his wife, and uh, he's accused of carrying out a heinous attack uh, that was described by St. Clair Shores police detective Margaret Eight. Uh, and she says that it's reminiscent of the fictional cannibalistic killer in the movie The Silence of the Lambs <laughs> and several Ooh, other movies. Dr. Lecter. Dr. Hannibal Lecter, which I, I think she's stretching it a bit, but we'll see. Yeah, it sounds uh, a bit melodramatic. She says she was floored when they, she was assigned to the case, and in 18 years she has never seen a case like this, which is what they always say. Um, Just until the so, next one comes along. Yeah, until the next one. Especially oh, in Detroit. Yeah. Thedford and his wife, from whom he'd been separated, began to argue uh, when he came out of her house and then refused to leave. Doesn't get really specific about what they were arguing about. Could be the laundry. Could be the Easter holiday that was maybe around this time. Uh, probably. She was probably knows? nagging, you know. But uh, I wonder, yeah. were they married? They were married, but they were separated, so they oh, didn't okay. live together. He was over at her house, and she was saying, you should get the fuck out of here. And he was saying, no, I will not. That creates a lot of tension, the separation. I've never understood why you wouldn't just be like, you know, let's just get a divorce. Yeah. Yeah, the separation is always a bad idea. Does it ever work? I mean, does it at the end of, like, how long are you separated for? Do you decide, like, let's just separate for three months and then come I don't, back? I think, it's one in, I think it's a one in a million shot that you're going to get back together. And it's just, uh, you know, you got to cut the cord. Yeah, I think it creates a lot of tension. So during the separation period, are you allowed to date? I believe so. So then, but then doesn't that mean you're committing adultery, which is a sin? <laughs> Possibly. Well, dating, you're, you're assuming that dating means having sex. 
You're just you're just seeing people. Well, hand jobs at least. Meeting meeting people, maybe a good night kiss on the cheek. Come on. Wackily with your morals. May God have mercy on us all. This is how my dates go. My <laughs> dates don't ever have any sex involved, so why should anybody else's? You know what you uh, need to do? Just show them the condom, like surreptitiously, like just furtively kind of pull it out so that they understand where you're coming from. That's a good point. When I'm when I'm reaching for my credit card to pay for the meal, have just it drop have out on the table. Fall out. Yeah, I think it works. It really does. <laughs> Although having con- I know we've said this before, but putting condoms in your wallet is a bad idea because okay, they th- break open and the spermicidal lube gets all over your shit and in your pockets. This is what you need to do: get a Magnum. I know you probably don't use Magnums, but get a Magnum and just kind of keep it like where in your back pocket where your wallet is. And so when you like pull out your credit card. The magnum will fall out, and she'll be like, oh, my God, he has a huge unit. We're totally mm. going to have to have sex now. And then right. it's kind of like the bait and switch when she finds out that, you know, you just need, you know, cocktail weeding kind of thing. But <laughs> At that point, it's too late. <laughs> it's way too late. <laughs> totally. Um, I was going to go off on, on the topic of, uh, is there anything, could you think of a topic that you couldn't have a fight with your girlfriend or, or wife about? Anything's fair game. Anything you, could. I could imagine a fight over. I, I, this would be a good game if people could call in and say, "Well, I bet you couldn't have a fight about, you know, baby carrots." And I could come up with a scenario where I could have a fight over baby carrots. I think it's also time specific. Like if it's, uh, you know, during their menstruation period or premenstrual period, you can get in a fight seriously about anything. Yeah. I've never really, I mean, girls get sort of cranky and moody around their menstrual period, but I've had just knockdown, drag out fights when it's, you know, the opposite end of the month, for sure. I don't think it has that. Girl, you know, you can get in a bad fight at any point in time. You know, it's, it's yeah, you can't predict it. You can't predict it with any accuracy. <laughs> Anything can be fought about. So, but we don't know what they're fighting about. That's not the important part. But the important part is that uh, he wouldn't leave and he punched her in the face and head then he pinned her down to the ground, and then he bit off her eyelid. <laughs> Jesus, now that is a Dr. Lecter-style attack. Yeah, I mean, the eyelid isn't even a... There's not a lot of meat there. It's more like an amu- amuse-bouche. <laughs> <laughs> How is it even possible to bite off an eyelid with, like... I, I don't Without even... getting a lot of the eye in there. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe she maybe she had those big fake eyelashes which you can pull. You can grab <laughs> and onto, then, and then you put the eyelid in your teeth. Well, maybe he has like this really pointed incisor, you know, incisors that are like, yeah. canines that kind of went right. in underneath the eyelid and ripped it off. Right, he's a very delicate biter. Yeah, no, uh, she, she got a, she got away. Then Thedford chased her into the kitchen where he picked up a steak knife and threatened to kill her. Uh, she called. Uh, she ran from the house to her car and called nine one one on her cell phone. She then uh, Thedford was arrested shortly after while trying to crawl under a fence in a yard nearby to get away from the police. <laughs> crawl under a fence. He's only thirty two. Going over the fence is always a better route of escape than trying to dig under like a dog. Yeah, and I don't understand why. Uh, what happened to the eyelid? I think he swallowed it. Oh, he ate uh, the eyelid? It was was not retrieved, if that's what you're asking. So in this situation, do they graft skin from, like, your buttocks and put put it over your eyes so she can have a a regular... Or does she just never have an eyelid? 
eyelash. You got you gotta have an eyelid. <laughs> you can't just have your exposed dry eye always out in the air. But but remember when she ran from her house and in, in into the neighborhood with her car, she was had a bloody gaping eye socket. Well, with an eyeball in it, so I guess it's not a socket. Yeah, no, she just said like it's bug eyes, you know. I, I had to call be her quite bug the eyes. sight, quite the sight. Yeah, I would. Uh, Terrifying. I would call her bug eye. Would you? I mean, could you imagine if that was your mom? Do you think you'd ever get used to that? I'd make her wear a patch. Yeah, I would. I'd be like, Mom, listen, just you know, you can put glitter on it and sequins or whatever, and ghettoify it, make it cool, but just wear a patch. I cannot stand looking at your open, naked eye, all the time. Yeah. And then she'd be like, you better behave, little D, because I got my eye on you. <laughs> That's it's not what your mom sounded like at all, did it? She's more of a Chicago accent, I believe. Um, this I like, that the uh, the detective, Miss Eight, uh she added that the wife is receiving medical care for her eye injury, which in Detroit is something you have to <laughs> specify. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, no, she's not just walking around with an open eye socket, so you'll be glad to hear that. Uh, if convicted, he's uh, he's being held in jail on a $100,000 bond, and if convicted, he faces only up to 10 years in prison. Wow. Which seems pretty short for... I, I think there should be an added enhancement to the sentencing for eye-related... Well, eye-related in injuries are always disgusting. Well, I mean, she's disfigured now. Right. So you'd think that would make a difference. You know, it's kind of ain't, interesting. Ain't no man going to want her. Yeah. I mean, uh, with that big bug eye sticking out? No. The bug eye? It'd be frightening. Yeah. Um, so on the second wrong star scale, I guess, you know, this is interesting because I'm going to compare it to the previous story that we just did, which is also another spousal abuse story. Mm-hmm. But, but that guy, like, definitely had intent to murder her. Whereas I wonder if this guy really. Hammer guy. Yeah, hammer. I mean, he was like, I'm going to kill her. I am done. I am not celebrating Easter. No chocolate eggs for you. I'm going to hammer you. And yeah. uh, this guy, I think this is like just passion. I don't know if he really, I guess he did chase her around with a steak knife. Yeah, but, but I was just going to say that even that illustrates your point. If you're in the kitchen and you just grab a, a flimsy steak knife, you, you don't really, your heart's not in it. Because there's a big kitchen knife there, right? Like the the carving knife. Yeah, the the, the butcher knife. I mean, you'd the think butcher be, block knife. Yeah, you'd think there'd be just a, yeah, more. A more effective weapon he could have used. No, I, when you when you grab the steak knife, you're not you're not really serious. But you got to give it to him for innovation. The fact that he was able to pin her down and just rip off his, her eyelid with his teeth just takes quite quite an athletic ability. I'm gonna give or this ni- up. Maybe maybe he just has really nimble lips. Yeah, I mean it's. <laughs> I wonder, and it seems like he's probably done this move before. Do you think he is like the eyelid ripper? Like his no. friends are like, don't get him angry. He will literally <laughs> bite your fucking eyelid off. He's got a taste for eyelids. <laughs> He's gonna have to be put down. I don't no, know. With, I, with I think the it is. I think candy it is. and fava beans. <laughs> I think it is the first time. Where do you get an eyelid? Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna give this five stars. All right, I give it four and a half. Yeah, I know. We'll see, we'll see what the listening audience has to say. So the third story here. He could have been. I guess I'm saying he could have bit off both eyelids. <laughs> then I would have given it a five. Yeah, but at least there would have been some symmetry. Like she would have been yeah. a little more attractive there to right. people that like bug eyes. Yeah. So the third story here was sent in by Darren. Uh, Darren says, I don't know if this is sick or wrong, but he's definitely a dumbass. Keep up the great show, Darren. Uh, he's referring to – this is an article a lot of people sent in. It's kind of making the, the waves across the internet. Um, 
A Russian who buried himself alive dies by mistake. Does that make any sense? No. <laughs> Does anything in Russia? <laughs> well, I mean, you, you bury yourself alive and you die. I don't know if it's really a mistake. Are you kind of yeah. asking for it? I think it's probably one, one part. One part of that, that whole sentence doesn't fit. A Russian man has died after persuading a friend to bury him alive for a night, hoping it would bring him good luck. <laughs> Apparently, this is a bizarre trend. And uh, numerous Russian bloggers have been writing of uh, writing of undergoing supervised self burial, and uh, supposedly uh, people that believe in superstition say that uh, it's supposed to give you good luck. If you, if you can survive being buried alive for a night, it'll bring you luck for the rest of your life. So that's gone viral. <laughs> <laughs> Burying yourself alive in Russia is a viral concept. Yeah, I can, I can think of a few people here that should do that. Adult babies. Mm -hmm. It's a good idea. Give adult dead baby. I could get behind adult dead babies. Yeah, no, I mean, seriously, you'll get a whole lifetime supply of free diapers if you bury yourself alive. <laughs> um, the victim dug a hole in the garden in the eastern city of, I can't even pronounce this name, and climbed into an improvised coffin with holes for air pipes, taking a mobile phone and a bottle of water with him. His friend covered the coffin with earth and then left after the buried man phone to say he was fine. You know what's unbelievable in this, Wankerly? They must have the best phone service ever in <laughs> Russia because AT&T, I couldn't even get a, like one bar in my fucking studio apartment. This guy's yeah. buried underground and he's still able to talk on the phone and call his friend. It's, you know, the Soviet infrastructure is still there. Do they have AT&T in Russia? <laughs> I don't believe so. It's got to be something else. God, I, mean, I, even, I want that Russian phone service. They have AT&T, but the A's and T's are backwards. <laughs> uh, the next morning, uh, he returned to find... Do people still call each other comrade over there? Or is that kind of... <laughs> if, I went, if I went over on vacation and just called, tried to call everybody comrade, would they think I was a dick? Yeah, like you're mocking communism. Yeah. Like you're mocking well, I, I, I would be mocking them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do they still wear those furry hats? Would you, would you draw a port wine stain on your forehead? Yeah, both. They definitely. I mean, the furry hats came before the the, the communists. Yeah. So I, I assume they still have those. And yes, I would pour a wine stain on my forehead. <laughs> Gorby. The next morning, he returned to find his friend dead. Uh, the 35 year old victim, um, according to his friend, the man wanted to test his endurance and insistently asked his friend to help him spend the night buried. Would you eventually hmm. give in? Yeah, I would. I would not want to get nagged about burying this guy, so I would just give in and do it. Okay, what if it was your girlfriend that was like, you know, come on, I just want to do this. Help me out with this. Let's do this. Well, no, there we're bargaining. <laughs> would you be like, okay, well, you got to give me yeah, 20 blowjobs yeah. and at least one instance of anal sex. Yeah, but, and before I'm going to do it, because you might die, and then I'll be left without my end of the bargain. Yeah, but then you can get anal sex anytime you want. <laughs> Try to dig her back up. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, we know that the victim was a computer programmer and that he has a small child. Doesn't computer surprise me that he's a computer programmer. So this is if, if somebody if somebody's in Russia and they're they are referred to as a computer programmer, it means they're like an identity thief, right? <laughs> That's just a given. <laughs> yeah, just committing internet fraud. Totally. Yeah, works for the Russian mafia. Uh, the coffin was covered with soil to a depth of about 20 centimeters. That's only eight inches. 
Like that's not sure. even. I mean, I don't even understand how you can die from just being eight inches underground. <laughs> Let's try it. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I have a, but, I have dirt in my backyard. We can dig a hole and you can get in it, and then I'll put eight inches of dirt on top of you. But don't you think you could push your way out? I've, I've seen Kill Bill. Remember Uba Thurman? She was buried like with like at least six feet down there. But he's uh he's in a co- he's not just under the dirt. He's in a coffin, a makeshift coffin. It's an improvised coffin, yeah, and it had holes for air pipes. Well, here's the thing. Maybe he didn't realize that he need- he 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 wanted to be in there, right? So maybe he didn't realize he needed to push his way out. He fell asleep, and then he he just suffocated in his sleep. That's probably what happened. You, actually, you probably could you probably could push eight inches of dirt up, but he didn't even try. Yeah, actually, you know, I think you're onto something here. Investigators speculate that heavy rainfall overnight blocked the air supply to the man trapped inside, so he died of suffocation. I wonder if he was like checking Facebook in there and twittering and just died like that. Well, I don't. With these Russian telephone services, that you can like be buried underground and still get perfect reception. Yeah, he probably was. He probably was tweeting. It's dark in here. Yeah. Um, the BBC's Steve Rosenberg says it's not the first time this has happened in Russia. Last summer, a man in the northwestern Vologda region persuaded his friend to bury, bury him in the ground to help him overcome his fear of death. Uh, he was found dead an hour and a half later, crushed by the weight of the earth. <laughs> not a good idea. I don't know. I, you know, honestly... It seems like anytime you try and do something in Russia, there's always somebody... Every time we do a story... The, the end of the article always says, oh, but this also happened several other times. Are, just, are Russians just dicks like that? <laughs> like, you try and do something cool or gross or get, get yourself in the paper, and there's always some other Russian, oh, comrade, I did that several months ago. <laughs> well, I find it funny, too, that uh, Russians don't actually learn from each other's mistakes. Okay, it's, you a, know, it's, bi- like, it's a big country. I, might I not have, The news might not have traveled at that point. Yeah, it's just it's 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 funny to me that this could be an internet sensation. I mean, I just don't. I guess uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, there's people do bath salts here. You know, there mm-hmm. they bury themselves alive. I mean, I guess whatever blows your dress up. But yeah. So on the second wrong star scale, this I actually being buried alive is uh, a fear of mine. Most I people. could not hand. I could climb up, you know, eighty feet up in the air. And stand on a ledge, and I wouldn't be as scared as I would be if I was buried six feet underground in a coffin. But eight inches, you think, is fine? Oh, eight inches, I just don't... Yeah, eight inches, I just think, it's nominal. Who cares? You could just push your way out of there. Yeah, you but like I, eight but, inches. But I think um, <laughs> I think buried <laughs> underground would, uh, would definitely bother me. And for that reason, I'm going to give this a 4.5. The 0.5 subscri- sub- subtraction here is the guy just brought it on himself. I mean, it's an idiot. Okay, so I'm gonna. Take I'm gonna. Away. I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a four for similar reasons. You know what I miss about Russia? Yakov Yeltsin. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Although so you gotta great. admit, Putin is a badass. I love saying his name. I love watching him like kill whales. Not nearly as entertaining as Yeltsin, though. No, Yel- Yeltsin was just a big fat drunk. <laughs> Yeah, I love. I love dancing. How... He was always dancing on the stage and stuff like. I that. I love Yeltsin's gin blossom face. He just had, like, perennial gin blossoms. That guy, you were just like, well, you just drank a fifth of vodka. He don't care. He's the prime minister. Fuck off. Whereas Putin's just out, like, killing bison and shit. Badass. Uh, People, we invite you you to decide who won episode 280 here of uh, Sick and Wrong. Go to sickandwrongpodcast.com and uh, vote. So, actually, we're we're nearing the end of the show. 
This is mm-hmm. uh, the, the third segment here. It's the phone call and uh, email segment of the show. And uh, we did get a couple phone calls here to the Sick and Wrong Hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. Uh, before we get to that, here's a word from our sponsor, adamandeve.com. It's Butt Plug Month on adamandeve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. So the first call we got to the Sick and Wrong hotline uh, is from a longtime listener and a, uh, a famous character here from the show. Been a while since we've heard from him, actually. Sick and wrong. It's Trucker Paul. You guys were talking about uh, dingleberries. <laughs> and I'm, I'm very concerned. There's a reason why you guys aren't fucking getting laid. <laughs> you gotta think that dingleberries, like, well, you gotta think of a woman's ass like a wonderful dessert. If there's Wait, did he say a wonderful dessert? I believe so. So dingleberries are like chocolate sprinkles. Well, I assume he's going to go there. Let's see. Like a streak on there, that's like the whipped cream. <laughs> if there's a dingleberry on there, that's that cherry on top. You just get in there and eat the whole fucking thing. And let me tell you, you know, I, I kind of like the fat girls. Uh <laughs> a little hard for them to get down there and get, you know, everything clean, so <laughs> just say I have a lot of desserts with whipped cream. <laughs> Adios! Oh boy. Zick my balls! Wow, some wisdom there from Trucker Paul. I, b- I believe we agreed with him. We were saying it was the caller that was concerned, and we said you just gotta get in there. I think he was saying, like, you know, what is a dingleberry? But, I mean, as we've said before, it gets to the point where you're at the point of no return. Like, you're, you got your face buried inside this girl's, you know, ass. And at that point, you can't just be like, ew, there's yeah. shit here. There's, so like, we, fecal we, matter. I think, I think maybe Trucker Paul's problem with us is that we were saying, you just got to deal with it. It's a, it's a bump in the road. Or he, he, for him, it's not even a bump. It's like an extra added bonus. For Trucker Paul, it's a delicacy. Like he's he's yeah. stoked. He's just like ah, you know. And I think what's great about Trucker Paul too is he's an empathetic individual. Like he really understands. Like he knows, you know, that fat girl. It's hard for her to clean her nether regions. There's a lot of uh, excess flab in the area. There's a lot more space, right. a more space right. to clean. And uh, he knows. It's like I'm, you know, I understand. She still needs love. Totally. And Trucker Paul gives her that. And oral sex. <laughs> He's not afraid. Oh, Dingleberries don't frighten him off. No, well, uh, he, tr- he appreciates it. Trucker Paul, thank you for imparting some wisdom, especially for the, the younger listeners who now will understand that there's a couple of dingleberries. Don't fear the dingleberry. You know, appreciate, grasp the berries. You know? I, I like that you point out that it, it is really required for younger listeners because there is that point in your life before you've had sex or a lot of sex, and you, you just think that girls have these like magical, pristine crotch areas and it takes a while to figure out that like oh no girls also shit out of this zone and uh you know it's not always uh like a medical operating room down there well you know it's i think part of it's because you grow up 
jacking off the Playboy magazine. Yeah, and you see these pristine Photoshop airbrush vaginas, and it's just like, no, seriously. Sometimes you go down there, and it's like a bulldog eating mayonnaise. Yeah, you know, and it's you got to get used it's a to that. Dirty, dirty area. It can be, but I, but we love it. Yeah, we do love it. Uh, the second call actually is a question here. Hello, sick and raw. I'm feeling pretty good tonight, but I kind of wondering here. Earlier tonight, I got pants, and I usually don't wear underwear. They got a pretty good shot on my penis. <laughs> When's the last time you heard the term pants? Uh, I couldn't even tell you. So, Lance, did you ever get pants? Of course, everybody <laughs> did at one point or another. It, you, you never want to. You were fair game if you wore sweatpants, sweatpants out in public, yeah. you know, without a good drawstring. Well, was, that, you were just gonna get pantsed if that happened. You're a target. There's always that one kid wearing those like dirty green sweatpants with a hole in the knee, and oh, yeah. uh, you know, and he's probably got like a, a a torn Detroit Lions jersey on. And that yeah. kid, you're like, dude, I'm sorry, man. We have to do it. You're yeah. wearing sweatpants. I don't even see a drawstring, you big fat ass. You're about to get pantsed. It's you like just... holding raw meat out in front of the lion's cage. They're gonna, yeah. you're gonna, it's gonna go for it. And the, the thing is, too, I mean, this mainly happened for me. I think is in eighth grade is when I think was the height of pantsing. But junior um, high is junior a, high is a pantsing zone. It's a pantsing zone. But I remember in uh, seventh grade being pantsed. I, w- I was a relatively new kid, just moved here from South Africa, didn't really know much, and I was mm-hmm. wearing some gray sweatpants, and uh, yeah, like, um, they totally pulled my pants down, underwear and all, right in front of, like, a group of popular girls and a couple other people. Oh, they, they got the underwear? <laughs> they got underwear, too, yeah. <laughs> That's an advanced pantsing and, uh, maneuver. So they had to grab up by your hips rather than, like, down by the knees or ankles. I used to wear boxer shorts. So it was, I think it was kind of simple. I just, just grabbed around my hips and just pulled it right down, and I was just standing there, like, bare ass for a few seconds until I just dropped my books and pulled my pants up and just ran away. <laughs> you know, I still remember it to this day. You probably didn't have any pubic hair at that point. Do you a, now? I was a late bloomer. <laughs> Do you now? <laughs> Put it this Do way, it takes me yet? two seconds to shave down there. <laughs> I shaved with mean? a pair of tweezers. <laughs> but when I was eating pants, I happened to... Be, some girl was just taking a picture of me while that happened. They got a pretty good shot of a blurry picture of my unerect penis. I was wondering, how would you feel? I feel... Kind of not caring right now because I'm drunk, but I'm sure maybe later I might care, even though it's just whatever it is. When the video goes viral, yeah, you'll you'll care then. What would you, what do you think? Well, how big is your cock? Yeah, I guess in that's its flaccid state. I think that that definitely uh, plays a critical role in my answer here. Huge role. That's the that's the crux of the question. If you have a nine inch flaccid penis and some girl got a picture of it because some dude pulled your pants down, I would think that's a pretty good thing. It's almost like an advertisement. No, and because because you, you know, going back to this Anthony Weiner thing, you know, there's all kinds of fucking skeezy, scummy dudes out there that are constantly. Sending women, you know, unsolicited pictures of their of their Johnson, but this guy can be like, "Hey, it wasn't me," but <laughs> just so you know, and we have this picture. I do happen to have a very large cock. <laughs> That's what and I'm saying. You're like, the, you're the one with the camera, lady. <laughs> My like pants the... were on; they were pulled down. You took the picture, and now you know that I have a giant penis. See, the problem with me in this situation, this is why I think it would be once again, it probably. It'd remind me of the days in, in junior high 
and I'd probably curl up into fetal position and start crying and shaking. But it would, but you know, I'm a grower, so for me, it would be hard for Allegedly. me to explain to the girl saying, "Listen, just give me some time, excite me a little bit, maybe show me a titty, and then you'll see. I actually do have an a, above average size penis." But it's above take some, average now. Okay, wow. average to above. It's, you know, it's going to take me a little bit of time here. But right now, no, it, it does look like a six-year-old penis, like a six-year-old, a six-year-old's member. But it's not. And I don't think she would listen to my explanation. They'd be laughing no. too much to hear me. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> but, the other. That's the other scenario. <laughs> you know what's funny? In which case, I would be upset. You know what? But then again, you know, it's all funny games. How old is How old is this guy? Do you think? Do you think he's in in high school or or he's like? You know, thirties, forties. Because at this point in my life, it's my penis. Whatever, I, I'm, I've come to terms with it. If some girl wants to see it and take a picture of it, and it's not in its top physical form at the moment, I don't really care. I think you know. You know what? I think it all depends on. See, in junior high, it's all fun and games. It's just kids' tomfoolery. But when that's what when I, when I think old, back when I think back to junior high, I just think, oh, it was so fun and gamish. <laughs> but when you're That's 30 great. years old, this kind of goes into the realm of sexual assault. So depending on how much you like this girl, you could really fuck with her life. Mm-hmm. I mean, if yeah. he wanted to, he could be like, you know what? I'm placing assault charges. I mean, everybody she sexually me assaulted him. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, uh, could have tables have been turned, this. bitch. And then, but, you know, it'd be funny is he could press charges and then ultimately drop the suit. But uh, at least it, you know, word would get around that she's a sex offender. I think it might be. I think it might be a good time. Once again, we're back to a bargaining position. Exactly. You might actually end up getting laid. There might be some plea bargaining. Definitely yes. get some anal sex. Yeah. Um, all right. Third story here, or third call came in um, uh, from a guy actually asking us about our uh, um, San Francisco. Uh, we used to live in San Francisco. Hey, what's up, Ian Lance? I got a question for you. Actually, two questions. Since you guys used to work out of the tenderloin for your podcast, I was wondering if you two were the Mythbusters, who would be who? Uh, would B be Janie and Lance be whatever the other guy's name is? Janie, I guess. <laughs> exactly. And secondly, if you had to bang one of them, who would you decide to bang? That's all I got. Super sick to get wrong. Okay, so there's a two-part question. He's referring so Mythbusters is another San Francisco show, San Francisco based show, um, much right, more popular yeah. than Sick and Wrong. But um, he's asking number one, if we're if we were Mythbusters guys, like who would you be, the one guy or the other guy, the ball guy or the mustache? You know, I don't even know that show all that well. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, understand that there's even a difference between they're brothers or something. They are right? not brothers. Maybe. I thought they were like bears. They look alike, don't they? But don't they kind of look like dudes you'd see at Folsom Street Fair? Yeah, they do. I always thought they bugger themselves with these different contraptions, like <laughs> that they make. You know, <laughs> they have that whole like room of just bugger tools. Uh huh. It's it kind of always... like a, it is kind of like a sex dungeon. The whole. I mean, I, I've maybe watched one part of one show. It just doesn't. It's very boring to me. Uh, is, I don't. Is it I don't because... understand. I don't understand the difference between them. I don't know what what I would base. Picking one of the other as being me and the other one as being you, I, I don't know anything about it. Are you turned off by the show because you already know the answer to these myths? <laughs> no, being I'm not kind of like that. you know a science-oriented guy. No, I'm not saying that. Are, are, are you too nerdy for that show? Like, is it beneath you? It is kind of beneath me. <laughs> You're like, I, I need to play StarCraft too. I can't spend time. 
here. I've got things to do <laughs> with the internet. And, uh... No, but you know, I understand what you're saying. It's like, I don't know enough about the show, really. The only thing I know about the show, the only reason it used to be worth watching is, uh, is because of Carrie. That redheaded girl? The ginger. It's yeah, hot. Like the ginger. Ginger Vixen. Um, and she's but, friends with one of our friends, a couple of our friends. Yeah, actually, she is. Uh, she's friends with a couple of our friends. And before, now she's married, and I think she has like children or something. But before, a long time ago, I remember she showed up for uh, for an episode of Rampage Radio. Really? And, uh, yeah, she was like hanging out, and she actually asked P Town on a date, like got his phone number and everything, and he never went out with her. P Town. P Town. Like P Town has like, his pick of every not a, hot he's chick. He's not a beggar, so he can be chooser. No, no. I, I was just like, I, I was like, P Town, what, what the hell? This is an outrage. She, yeah. Meanwhile, she, I, I've seen her at parties, and I'm always too embarrassed to talk to her because I'm like a troll. Yeah, no. I mean, it's like she's <laughs> not like, an internet troll, like a physically disgusting troll. When, when you know, in her presence. So I guess if if uh, the second part of the question here, if you're going to bang one of them, is Carrie out of the running here? It just has to be one of the the two guys. Yeah, I think it's the dudes. So it's basically down to, are you into the... Uh, it's too bad we didn't ask this question to Jeff, because he would have been more of an expert, but are you into the womb broom or not? The more <laughs> Wilford Brimley-looking guy that always... Are you into hats? I think he always has a hat on, or the other dude. God, I guess I'd have to go with the womb broom. The Wilford Brimley, because he's hot. Wilford Brimley, especially <laughs> when he's singing the Diabetes song. Uh, I think I'd go for the other guy. I think the bro- I think the womb broom, the Wilford Brimley mustache, and the hat—it's just too masculine. I can't I can't go there. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I just I, I think it's kind of a silly question. I mean, obviously, it's... <laughs> well, you you seem to answer it pretty quickly. <laughs> no, but I mean, obviously, it's this is arbitrary. It's like you know, we, it's never going to happen. I don't it didn't like sound that show. arbitrary. You, you, know? you, had a, you had an answer on deck for which okay. one you would bone. All right, but I'm just saying because I have to give an answer. You know, okay. this isn't like Saved by the Bell here. Obviously, it'd be Slater. <laughs> Zach, all the way, dude. You were—I knew you were in the Zach camp. I knew it. He's people, pretty. People call the Sticker Rock Hotline two zero six 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 three eight four six. We are always here to answer life's difficult questions for you. So uh, just give always, us a call. we always. will always be here. That's our guarantee. Yeah, definitely. Uh, people, if you haven't already, uh, why why aren't you on the Sick and Wrong forum? You know. Wackily, what's interesting about the, the sick and wrong form, I thought this was like the last place in the universe that a love connection could be made. But believe it or not, there's like a love co- connection being made in a backed up, di- disgusting, diseased sewer. Yeah, exactly. It's just like in a cesspool. You know, it's like a cesspool of the internet. Like the nadir. True love was found in the nadir of the intertubes here. So right. these two forum members actually met and... uh they are about to be married in like a couple weeks. So I'm gonna say congratulations to Phoenix and the crazy uh, cat lady, Mazel Tov. Um, sounds like you guys are getting married. They they invited us out to uh, to their wedding. It's going to be in Vegas um, in like uh, a couple weeks, and then uh, every every wedding that happens in Vegas always ends perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very romantic way to get hitched. Some do. It's a very romantic way to get hitched. Yeah. Um, and you I guess the, a, you can eat some buffet food, see Cirque. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what they're going to do in Vegas. Like, a, I mean, I wonder how you select which chapel to go to. I mean, aren't there? There's so many. Nah, it doesn't matter. Just pick a random. Just lots of boning back in the hotel room. I would assume. Do you think he's going to take her to the Thunder from Down Under to get her all sexed up? 
<laughs> I think the I think the bachelorettes are supposed to do that. But Maybe he's going to show her it. some magic. I'm going to make my <laughs> hey, really disappear. A, that's a good idea. Dude, Lance Burton. Hide, hide the baloney. Uh, yeah, hide exactly. So, but I, I'm really stunned. This is, you know, we've had some sick and wrong marriages occur in the past, but this is a true marriage between two s- separate sick and wrong fans. You know, I know a guy got married in the Caribbean. I think we gave him a shout out here on the show a while ago. He invited us to the wedding. But yeah, I don't think I don't think his wife was such like a big fan. He was a big fan, so that doesn't count. Yeah, I mean, he was a fan, and so then and then there's uh, Doc and Kitty. But I think they they met before Sick and Wrong was yeah, even around. Yeah, they they started listening to the show. They had already they'd already been in a relationship, so that doesn't count either. So. This kind of goes to disprove the the theory, the common sentiment that the forum is just filled with just hate-filled misanthropists, you know, that just go, go on there and troll each other and just say hurtful remarks, trying to get you to commit suicide. It's not all that. Sometimes there's love. No, no, it is. It still is. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. You know, like 1% variation does not make it a different place. However, Mazel Tov Phoenix and Crazy Cat Lady, we wish you the best in the future, and uh, yeah, enjoy getting married in um, in Vegas. I wonder where the uh, the honeymoon's going to be. Vegas, in Vegas, <laughs> <laughs> at the Tropicana. Going to go honeymoon yeah. at the Trop. You know they do have mirrors on the ceiling. I think every hotel in Vegas you can request a room with a mirror on the ceiling. The ceiling. Yeah, it's important. Yeah, it so is important. People go to uh, signalonpodcast.com, click on forum, and uh, you might find love. Also, thank you for subscribing to the show on iTunes. You know, I've noticed we've been doing pretty well. Actually, we, really? we beat the Tom Green show you know, in our oh. iTunes rankings. So people Huzzah. help us. Help us beat the Tom Green show. So go continue to vote and give us ratings. I really want to hit like a thousand. We haven't even hit a thousand yet. We're close. But we're not in, you know, we haven't hit a thousand. So well, uh, you get the, you, I've, I've learned things about the internets uh, recently. And you got to offer people something. You got to say, if uh, we hit a thousand ratings, then weren't you going to paint your balls green and blue or something like that and post that on the internet? I don't know. I never happened to that idea. Ever saying that? I don't know. <laughs> okay, how about this? If um, if we reach a thousand, uh, perhaps maybe we'll like uh, we'll compose a song or something together. Like we could do a duet, like Islands in the Stream. Make a little video. Kind of a Hall, a hall and Oates type hall thing. Hall and well, Oates, Oates kind doesn't of thing. Really, Oates doesn't sing. It'd be more like, like Simon and Garfunkel. Obviously, you're Paul Simon, I'm Garfunkel. Bridge over troubled water. Maybe that would work. Do you have a keyboard? Like a Casio? No, we can we can pull a... Midi. A cari- we can pull a karaoke track off of somewhere. All right, sure. so we'll do a song. Bridge over troubled water. No, that's the song we're doing. Bridge over troubled water. Can you hit yeah. those high notes? It doesn't matter. <laughs> We're going right. to get at one of those harmonizers. So we need to have at least 1,000 ratings. So five stars, 1,000 ratings, and then you'll hear our, uh, our duet. So, but thank you for subscribing to the show on iTunes. It does help out the show. Uh, finally here, update about the new Sick and Wrong Tees. They should be available this week. They've been ordered. And I want to give a big, huge, wet shout-out to Devin from Minnesota. I think his name is Midget Lover on the forum. He designed the new Sick and Wrong Tee. Looks incredible. He said he was, uh, I don't know if he was influenced by something we talked about on the show, but it's called Quado. And it's basically uh, Quado from Total Recall mm-hmm. in a sick and wrong kind of fashion. It's, uh, it's going to be a white shirt on black. I'm going to post up some uh, preview pictures 
So you can back order the T-shirt right now on the uh, site. Just go to SignalRunPodcast.com, click on store. But yeah, like literally looking at that shirt, you can just hear, Quade. And it could be very timely because they're remaking that movie, I believe, with... uh... What's that crazy drunken Irishman guy who was in the phone booth movie? Colin Farrell. Whoa, Schwarzenegger's not going to be in it? <laughs> no. God, I, hate, I hate when they remake Schwarzenegger movies and they don't put Schwarzenegger in the movie. Maybe he'll have a cameo. Are they going to remake Commando and, and put like Shia LaBeouf God, in it? I wish. God, that makes me mad. I'm go punch <laughs> the wall. So anyway, I, my, my favorite is the one that nobody's ever seen, Raw Deal. <laughs> Raw Deal. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that totally sounds Rod, like a Rod gay Deal, porn. It's the only mo- it's the only Schwarzenegger movie where he doesn't have the spiked flat top. Dude, that just sounds like back. a gay porn that you got from my brother. You got the raw deal. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I think this shirt is the best one yet. Yet, check out the store for a sneak peek. You can order them now, but they won't be shipped till early next week. Thank you, Devin, for designing these shirts. Uh, people, Devin is a self-employed tattoo artist, so you can contact him. And he will design a custom tattoo for you. And if you look at uh, if you look at some of his work, definitely if you look at this T-shirt, the guy is uh, is is very talented. Also, check out his Cafe Press store at cafepress.com/relapsedesigns. Uh, he has like a number of other T-shirts that are available. But yeah, very talented guy, Devin. Thank you for designing the new Sick and Wrong Tea. And people you can go order them uh, right now. Finally here, I'd like to dedicate this show, episode 280, to Dr. Jack Kevorkian. Suicide machine inventor, jazz musician, and artist. He died this past Friday. <laughs> Have you seen the, like, late, the, you know, the final interviews he ever gave before he died? <laughs> no, why? Did he have Alzheimer's? No, but he's just a very depressed and uh, dark and, and negative dude. Dude, I didn't think this guy was all smiles and gumdrops before. It might have been a, he might have been a better spokesman for assisted suicide if he was. I wanted to ask him if he would, uh, I don't know, be a spokesman for Sick and Wrong's Boner Shield. <laughs> <laughs> Too late now. There's probably still time to have him buried with a boner shield. That could happen. That could happen. Open casket. Um, Kevorkian died without assistance at age 83 after being hospitalized in Michigan for kidney, heart problems, and pneumonia. You know, I did have a lot of respect for that guy, though. He helped many people in their lives with dignity and uh, put an end to their suffering. So let's do a shot in remembrance to uh, good old Dr. Death. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. And uh, for the second wrong song of the week, I'm going to play one of his jazz songs called August to Amber. It's from his 1997 jazz CD, A Very Still Life. You know, listening to this song, it reminds me of one of my uh, favorite uh, Kids in the Hall skits. When Bruce McCullough was like, you know what I hate about jazz? The what? sound. <laughs> it really, I, I really, it's like I listen to this song, I'm like, I just hate the sound of jazz. It's just everything about it. The sound. I hate it. So not anyway. A, you're, not, you're not a jazz aficionado. I'm not a jazz fan. It's just, it's I the sound into, that bothers me. I can be into me. a little bit of jazz, but probably not this type of jazz. It, it's not anything in particular. It's not the drums or the trumpet or the tempo. It's, it's just everything. Everything about it. So if I were to do, like, say something like... Stop it. Stop. I can't take it anymore. I'd rather be buried alive than have to hear that again. (laughs) People, we'll be back next week with episode uh, 281. Till then, take a sleazy.
Real hamburger, though, killed. It was hilarious. Stephanie hated it. Heather was like, this is retarded. There, there was a point where he was like, he was telling Terry Schiavo jokes, which is... <laughs> But you can't go wrong with that. My favorite was especially with half the people in the audience probably don't even remember who Terry no, Schiavo is at all. <laughs> he was comparing Terry Schiavo to Steven Tyler's syphilitic cock. He <laughs> <laughs> was going off about how they would have this venereal disease, gonorrhea, dripping penis of Steven Tyler on American Idol, family entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> and then my, the best is the very end. He starts telling his joke about gay people. And goes, why would a gay, 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 and just going on and on for about five minutes? And then you go, no, gay, gay, gay. <laughs> just, it was like five minutes of that to the point where like Heather's like, I want to leave. <laughs> my sister's like, this is retarded. I'm smoking a cigarette. <laughs> And then she comes back in and he's still, gay, 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 gay. <laughs> it was one of the funniest things I think I've seen. Jack Black was dying about that, too. But yeah, Neil Hamburger, awesome. Did he talk about Axe body spray at all? No. Why? Is that part of his act now? I don't, re- I don't remember. Uh, it's been big on Twitter. He, so he wrote some, he had a column, he's got a column <clears throat> in Vice Magazine, which is, I love it just because it proves everything I've ever thought about Vice Magazine. He has a column in there, and he used one of his columns to just write about how Axe is, like, the most disgusting substance on the planet, and it's just, like, (laughs) built for date rapists and shit like that that don't take showers. Um, And Vice Magazine deleted the article. What? Yeah, because Vice Magazine, everybody thinks it's so fucking edgy, but it's just a dumb... all credibility. Yeah, it's just a dumb fucking fashion magazine that all they really care about are their advertisers. (laughs) 